Nystrom. Nystrom's really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Sandstrom. Somebody better help Sandstrom. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh, my. Did Mick plant one on C-card? Wow. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. The spinning, spinning, who's he going to go after? The puck drop, the puck right the right to King But just a minute, Al Arbor has won mm-hmm. four Stanley Cups, so don't start telling Al Arbor what to do, you and John Davison. Welcome back to Coliseum Chronicles, The Penalty Box. I'm your host, Joe Lazito. So, um, first of all, I would like to thank everybody for their feedback on the Trevor Gillies episode so far. Um, Probably the episodes that I've received the most feedback on, and uh, there's still plenty more to come. So, um, excuse me. Part three will be released this Monday, and uh, this is just a little episode based on the uh, recent events in the NHL and uh, mostly directed at uh, the Capitol. So I'm not going to go through the whole uh, my whole intro with uh, my social media and all that other stuff because I'm really doing this because the um, the Gillies episodes end up being so long. And uh, my intros end up being so long that uh, I figured, let me just put this quick episode out, and um, this way it'll take away from my already long introductions. So um, nothing, nothing really uh, to promote, plug anything, anything here for this episode. Just like I said, a quick episode to get out some thoughts and um, keep part three of the Trevor Gillies episode at a reasonable length. Um, all right. So this past week, Washington and Boston have played uh, twice. And in the first game, Trent Frederick, who I love, by the way. Oh, man, this kid, um, what a breath of fresh air this kid is. In this league now, I I love Trent Frederick. I I love watching that kid play. He's uh, balls out all the time, and he plays old school. And um, really, really, he's on the right team because the fans there are going to love that kid. I'm sure they already do, but, uh, fans in Boston are going to really take to that kid big time. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me. It's definitely someone that, uh, that I'll be keeping an eye out for, but there was, um, he and, uh, Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin came together and, um, <clears throat> I, I don't know why I can't, uh, I can't clear my throat here. Sorry about that, folks. Um. Frederick and Ovechkin come together. Frederick drops his gloves, wants to fight Ovechkin. Ovechkin doesn't want to fight him, and um, spears him in the balls. And um, Frederick goes down, of course. Anyone that's ever been um, hitting the balls knows. And again, they have the cup on, but Ovechkin's a strong guy, and uh, I'm sure you feel it. And even if you don't, you know you gotta you gotta embellish it a little bit. But uh, you know, like. Um, Eddie Murphy back in the day when you can actually do good stand-up comedy said you don't have to hit nuts you just have to graze nuts and uh, and you feel it and it's true anyone with nuts um, knows that and hockey Twitter 
and hockey Facebook, it's a funny thing because all of a sudden Frederick is the bad guy because he's going, he's, he's challenging Ovechkin and Ovechkin spears this guy in the nuts. And apparently that's okay because it's Ovechkin. And I went on Twitter and I said, it's the whole thing, the whole, uh, aura of hockey Twitter and and I guess the disadvantage of giving everybody a platform where they can speak on things is that you get you get a bunch of people who really I don't know I don't want to say they don't know what they're talking about but they have these strong opinions and listen I'm one of them and I'm, I'm to me I'm no better than anybody else but I think is it too much to ask for consistency and by that I mean People are so quick to excuse Ovechkin spearing Frederick in the balls because he's Ovechkin. Then you had the people on there that said, how dare Frederick try to fight Alexander Ovechkin? How dare he breathe the same air as the great Alexander Ovechkin? He got what he had coming to him. What? First of all, here's the deal. Anybody that goes out and plays hockey at any level, professionally, you're out there. You're it's open season, and I don't mean open season where you know you're just going to take shots at the guy. I guess what I mean is, you're everybody is available for an altercation. So, in other words, right now maybe you're thinking, well, Wayne Gretzky never had to do it. No, Wayne Gretzky didn't have to do it because the Oilers always had guys on there that would have his back. So Wayne Gretzky never had to do it. And and why would you want to fight Wayne Gretzky? The guy's 165 pounds with Edmonton, if that much. Did he ever get over 200 pounds in his life? Like why anyone worth their salt would not want to fight Wayne Gretzky. Plus Wayne Gretzky didn't play on the edge like Ovechkin does. So there was never any real reason to go after Wayne Gretzky. But again, if we're being honest, the reason why people didn't go after two reasons why people didn't go after Wayne Gretzky. One, he didn't play on the edge like Ovechkin. There was no reason to go after him. He wasn't, um, you know, elbowing guys or hitting guys a little late or playing chippy. He just played his game. But the second reason and the bigger reason are guys like Dave Semenko and guys like Marty McSorley and Kevin McClelland. Um, you know, later on, you talk, well, geez, did he play with Matt Johnson? I think he played. Yeah, he played with Matt Johnson. Um, Tony Twist. They're all these guys that played with Wayne Gretzky, those were the bigger deterrents, okay? Um, Ovechkin and Gretzky play completely different games, and there was no reason to go after Gretzky. So Ovechkin has a history of playing a little bit on the edge, you know, sometimes borderline dirty, and sometimes people don't like it. And Frederick went after him, wanted to fight him, and Ovechkin didn't want to fight. So no problem. Uh, Frederick drops the gloves. I don't know. Was he going to get two minutes? I have no idea. But Ovechkin spears him in the balls, and Hockey Twitter says, well, that's okay, because it's Ovechkin. I went on Twitter, and I said, the hypocrisy of the whole thing is, if it was Ovechkin's teammate, and you know damn well who I'm talking about, those same people would be up in arms. This guy's dirty. He's going to kill someone. Got to get him out of the league. NHL needs to get rid of him. But because it's 
Ovechkin. It's Frederick's fault. So to me right there, you have no credibility. Like I said, is it too much to ask for some consistency? Shouldn't the field be the same for everybody in terms of rules? Now, obviously, listen, if you have a repeat offender, no, of course, you got to keep an eye on that guy. But if we're being honest, Ovechkin is a Hall of Fame talent, a world-class talent, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But he's kind of dirty. He's kind of chippy. And I think that's when him and Crosby came into the league, that was kind of what you kind of separated the two of them was Ovechkin's chippy style of play. So you may have preferred that, so maybe you liked Ovechkin better. Where Crosby was more finesse, maybe you like that better, you kind of lean towards Crosby. So you again, consistency. Do you like Ovechkin because he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game and he plays with an edge? Or do you like Crosby because he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game and he doesn't play with an edge? Not the edge that Ovechkin plays. Um, oh, so you like Ovechkin because he plays the game with the edge. Yeah, he's he is chippy. And sometimes he goes over the line. It's a little dirty. Well, sometimes guys may call him out on that. Are they not allowed to? Why? Because he's Ovechkin? Of course they can. But again, he spears this kid in the balls, doesn't fight him, and that's okay. Frederick's the scumbag in that scenario. Which brings me to my next point. You go on Twitter and you go on Facebook, all these social media platforms, and all of a sudden I'm reading, well, Ovechkin would have killed that guy. That guy's lucky Ovechkin didn't drop the gloves because Ovechkin would have destroyed him. He's a bear. He's He would have mauled him. He's this. He's that. What? Okay, so let me throw my two cents in. Ovechkin, big man, big dude. According to Hockey DB, he's listed at 6'3", 236. So let's say the 6'3 is accurate. Let's say he probably fluctuates between 235 and 250. Yeah, that's a big man. Absolutely, 100%. What, though? It's just height and weight. There are plenty of big people who can't fight their way out of a paper bag. And there are plenty of smaller people who could just snap you in two. Oh, I, I don't understand that whole logic. While well, he's a big dude, he, he would have mauled Frederick. Why? So <clears throat> I decided to go to HockeyFights.com. And I see that they have four fights listed for Alexander Ovechkin in his career. Now. Again, let's make one thing straight. Alexander Ovechkin, as of the other day, has played 1,171 games and another 136 games in the playoffs. Hockeyfights.com has Alexander Ovechkin listed with four, four fighting makers. Okay? Well, four fights. And one of them against Paul Gestad didn't even get a fighting major. He got he got a misconduct and a boarding, whatever it is, because he took a cheap hit at, uh, I think it was Daniel Briere. Didn't get five minutes for fighting, got five minutes for boarding. So HockeyFights.com has him listed with four fights, really only three. And out of those three, really only one against a guy who is known to be able to handle himself. But he's also a very good player in Mike Richards. So that's, if you want to say that Ovechkin is too good to fight, well, I don't buy that because if you're going to play that way, you're going to have to 
uh, answer the bell every now and then, maybe every five years. Um, but that was his first fight back in 06 with uh, Mike Richards, who, again, is an all-star, really good player, uh, better fighter than Ovechkin. Uh, that was his first fight. Then in uh, t- uh, 2010, fought Brandon Dubinsky. Not a guy who shies away from it. He's had his share of fights in his life, more than Ovechkin. Um, but again, he, he's not fight. He's not fighting Colt Nor. And uh, then in 2019, probably the most fam- famous Ovechkin fight is against that kid Svechnikov. And then it was funny because then you had people going, he picked on this kid. This kid's 19 years old. How could Ovechkin do such a thing? guys are fucking bananas so so again i'm just curious where this myth that alexander ovechkin is some killer and he would have wiped the ice with trent frederick i just don't get it i watched these fights again and except for the uh, svechnikov fight which i don't think svechnikov has ever had a fight in his life the guy couldn't fight a ticket I, I don't, he couldn't fight a cold. So, yes, Ovechkin just mauled this kid. And hey, Svechnikov, you're, you're in the NHL. You know, I'm not one of these people that go, oh my God, Alexander Ovechkin beat up this little defenseless 19 year old. No, you're, you're in the NHL. You drop the gloves, you drop the gloves. That's it. And Ovechkin hammered him. But other than that, and, and I, I tell you, Frederick is not a Svechnikov. Frederick can handle himself. I'm I'm yet to find the reason why Ovechkin would have killed Trent Frederick in a fight. I other than the fact, and this is what people say, he's big. Well, if you're old like me, uh, the guy I always go back to is a guy who played with Detroit, and he played with the Rangers, and he was a big dude. And I'm gonna get his exact measurements right now. Willie Huber. The pride of Strashkirchen, Germany. Willie Huber, big man, 6'5", 225. And he was 6'5", 225. That's his playing weight. And his last year was 87, 88. So while 6'5", 225 is still big in 2021, it was even bigger back then. Willie Huber was a big man. On most nights, one of the biggest guys on the ice. Again, couldn't fight. Couldn't fight, but by this logic that I'm reading, he should have been mauling guys because he's big. I, I don't get it. So Willie Huber is actually taller than Ovechkin, not as thick. But back then, he may as well have been because he's playing against a lot of guys, 185, 180, 190. But Willie Huber, big man, never would have picked him in a fight. And I don't even know how many fights he had, if he ever had a fight. I'm sure he had to have one or two. But Willie Huber was a big dude. Wouldn't bet my life on him if uh, if my life depended on it in an altercation. No chance. So aside from Ovechkin's big, he's a bear. Nobody has given any reason why Ovechkin would have beat this kid up in a fight. So... I'm just curious where this myth started, where this myth that Ovechkin would have would is this badass. Listen, as far as scorers go, he's 
one of the tougher guys out there as far as scorers go, and especially in today's game. And I think that's part of it is that everyone's been so conditioned in this watered-down, tough version, and tough, of course, is in quotes, of, of hockey now where a guy like Ovechkin would stand out as being tough. And people are so desperate for tough that they'll just latch on to that. And then there's the whole thing about the power forward. Um, no. Now, if you go by what the the standard definition of a power forward is, and if you go by what, when people mention power forward, you mention Clark Gillies, you mention Wendell Clark, Cam Neely, Rick Tockett, uh, those are power forwards. Ovechkin's not a power forward. Now, is Ovechkin a better hockey player than those guys? Yes, I have to give him that much. Obviously, he's one of the best players who have ever played the game. But he's not a power forward. I think what separates the power forwards from other players was the physical aspect, which includes fighting. The good thing about being a power forward is that you didn't have to fight as much as your enforcers because... You weren't expected to fight as much as those guys because you brought the other aspects to the game that maybe your fourth-line enforcer, your sixth or seventh defenseman enforcer didn't bring to the game. So you had a guy like Wendell Clark who played like he was 10 feet tall, didn't have to fight as much as a guy like a John Cordick or a Brian Curran on his team. And you had a guy like Cam Neely. You had a guy like Rick Tockett. And of course, the great Clark Gillies. These are power forwards because they brought that aspect of fighting that Ovechkin just doesn't bring. Now, if you want to say Ovechkin is a power forward for 2021, well, you know, you're moving the goalposts there and you're sort of redefining it. I don't buy it, but I think a lot of, you know, hockey fans nowadays would probably agree with that assessment. It doesn't really hold water for old school fans like myself. And again, the people that are calling Ovechkin a power forward probably don't give a shit what I think anyway. Um, but definitely not a power forward. Um, definitely not, you know, not, not by the accepted definition from when the term first started. It's he's not, he's not a power forward, but again, maybe in 2021, maybe he's a power forward. I, I just, like I said, uh, I was actually talking, this is uh, Saturday morning, by the way, and I was actually having a discussion with someone on Twitter, and I just said, I really need to just put out something because Twitter doesn't allow me enough characters, and I'm not going to have a 50-thread tweet about this because I need I need to really vent, so I figured it was just easier to put out this episode. Um, I don't see it, and uh, the double standard is amazing. And here comes the double standard. Now, of course, last night was the rematch. And there were some incidents. Now, um, Andrea and I had some errands to run. And then we went out to eat. It was just the two of us. We got home. And um, I went on Twitter. And I saw that Tom Wilson was trending. So right away, I knew something must have happened. And I said, you know what, though? I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole yet. I want to watch Coming to America, the sequel, which, by the way, sucks ass. If you haven't watched it yet, go into it with no expectations. And you still might be disappointed, but hot garbage. Absolute garbage. 
And again, I always say, Eddie Murphy and everyone else in that movie has the last laugh. They all made money off it. But, oh, just... The original is so good. It's a top ten movie for me all time. This is so bad. It It's just... Well, like I said, take the chance. Watch it for yourself. But then after the after it was over, I went down the rabbit hole and I saw what happened. And of course, of course, the same people who were defending Ovechkin the other day are now, well, not capital fans. Let's let's take them out of the equation. But the non-capital fans who were defending Ovechkin because this Trent Frederick had the nerve to try to fight him are now saying Tom Wilson needs to be thrown out of the league. He's a scourge. He's a the bane of humanity. He's horrible. Get him out of the league. Same people. Same people. Well, so here's what happens. One of the things that attracted me to this sport when I was younger was the fact that hockey, more than any other sport, allowed the players to police themselves. And yes, a lot of the times it led to fighting. Oh, heavens, it led to a fight. Good. What happens is you get a player that's running around. The way to stop them is to physically put an end to it. It's very simple. And Tom Wilson, I tell you what, if you've listened to the show or you know me personally, you know I can't stand this guy. And the thing I hate the most about shit like this is I end up defending him. And I hate him. Now, I go back and I used to really like Tom Wilson. And where I turned, of course, like I said, if you know me or you've listened to the show, was everything that happened with Lubomir Viznovsky a few years ago in the playoffs where he gives this guy a cheap hit, he goes head first into the boards, and essentially ended his career because as it has been brought to my attention, he did play a few games overseas after it, but, I mean, listen, it ended his career. Let's be honest, because if that doesn't happen, I don't know if Visnovsky had plans to play overseas, but he there's a good chance he's back in the NHL the following year. So let's say he derailed his career. If you want to be technical, I'm going to say he ended his career. Okay. Bullshit move. Bullshit move. And then the following season, in the exhibition season, the Islanders enforcer, Eric Bolton, you've heard me interview Eric Bolton on this show, we discussed this at length, tries to go after Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson wants no part of him. Now, you can say... Tom Wilson was too good of a player to fight Eric Bolton because that's certainly what Tom Wilson said. Here's the thing. The beautiful part of hockey is this. If you act like an asshole, you're going to have to pay the price. And if you do, it's over. So if Tom Wilson had the balls to fight Eric Bolton that preseason, it would have been over. But he didn't. Avoided him like the plague. Now, my issue with Tom Wilson, besides the fact that he didn't want to fight Eric Bolton, is the fact that Tom Wilson loves to fight Anders Lee. No problem fighting Anders Lee. 
Now, Anders Lee is a better player than Eric Bolton, but he is not even remotely close to being as tough as Eric Bolton. So if I had my choice, of course I'd rather fight Anders Lee than Eric Bolton, but I don't make my living playing in the NHL. I don't make my living with one of my aspects being fighting and playing physical, and I didn't run Lubomir Viznovsky headfirst into the boards. So if Tom Wilson had the guts to fight Eric Bolton, it would have been over until he did something else. But it's never over because Tom Wilson likes to run around and he likes to fight Anders Lee, wanted no part of Eric Bolton, did fight Matt Martin, wants no part of Ross Johnson. Ross Johnson literally had to rip Wilson's gloves off two seasons ago, I think it was, or I forget, with the pandemic here, I, I lose track of the years. But Wilson wanted no part of Ross Johnson, and Capital fans think I'm nuts, but watch the fucking video. It's right there. And but again, Anders Lee, no problem. The gun the, the gloves just come right off. Anders Lee, no problem. Drop the gloves. Hockey used to be such a great game. Frontier justice at its finest. But then something happened along the way. I think with the advent of social media, with the advent of right, see, back in the day, it really was just a handful of writers spread out across the world that would bemoan fighting. Um, Steve Dryden of the Hockey News is probably the number one guy, and him and I used to have some really good conversations back when I worked for Bruce Bennett, and, and uh, he was running the Hockey News. We used to have some, I wouldn't even call them debates, we just used to have conversations about it. Uh, obviously, we are on different uh, sides of the fence. But we had good conversations about it. We never agreed. He never changed my mind. I never changed his mind. But he wasn't a whiny bitch about it, to be honest. He was he was just a regular dude that disagreed with me, and it was cool. But then you get, uh, and I'm not going to name them. You know who the usual suspects are, and they just, uh, they never stop. And then people on Twitter and social media and, you know, the league, who knows, you know, there's the myth around fighting and CTE that's been debunked numerous times. But um, it makes for a good story. And why let facts get in the way of a good story? And all of a sudden, it's fighting is bad, fighting is bad. Let's let's weed these guys out. Okay. And you get one team that doesn't carry an enforcer, then another team that doesn't carry an enforcer. And everything looks good. And look at what we're doing. We're getting fighting out of the game. And we're getting these really bad, mean men out of the game. And then what happens? Along comes a guy like Tom Wilson, who can play the game. Who, if he never had a fight, could still take a regular shift in the NHL. Probably, if he didn't have that physical edge, maybe he's a second-line player. But because he he has the skill that he has and he plays with the edge. He's an absolute first line player, especially playing with a guy like Ovechkin. Well, now what do we do? Well, we have this guy and he's trying to kill guys, but we got rid of 99% of the tough guys. So this guy has very few deterrents left in the league. What do we do? Well, we'll let Toronto handle it because they'll dole out suspensions and he'll learn his lesson that way. Hasn't happened yet because, again, last night he's up to his old tricks. Uh, I think the guy's name is Carlo. Um, you know, it, it depends on uh, 
Depends on whose side you're on, I guess. Uh, I think the hit was a little high, but I've only watched it maybe once or twice. But my my standing on Tom Wilson hasn't changed at all. I don't care what he does. If he answers the bell, I'd rather him take a run at a guy and then answer the bell than get suspended or anything like that. I'd much rather that happen. I'd rather the the police. I'd rather the players police themselves. I don't care about suspensions. Ovechkin got fined five grand for spearing Frederick in the balls. Do you think that's any sort of a deterrent for that guy? He wipes his ass with five thousand dollars. I'm come on, really? So Tom Wilson hit this guy high now, and you had to know something was going to happen after the thing with Frederick and Ovechkin. And I don't, and I apologize. I don't know the series of events. I do know that uh, Wilson eventually fought uh, Frederick and he fought Jared Tenorti. And I, I, I do know that the Tenorti fight happened after the hit. And if the, if the Wilson Frederick fight happened before the hit, then I, I have to give Wilson credit and I, and I hate to do it, but, if Frederick is trying to fight Ovechkin and Wilson went after Frederick to avenge that misdeed, then I have to give the guy credit because that's what he's there for. He's there to do shit like that, and he did it. So job well done. And then if the hit against Carlo happened and then uh, Tenorti went after Wilson, then that's a good job by Tenorti. But all you people out there who are whining about Tom Wilson this is what you wanted. Now, did you want a guy running around trying to kill guys? No. But you wanted all the big, mean goons, knuckle draggers, cement heads out of the league because they can't play. It's always great listening to guys on Twitter and social media and YouTube talk about how shitty these guys are. And if you put all of them together, they have a combined zero professional games. So it's great hearing guys who've played zero games talk about how other guys have no talent. I don't like Tom Wilson. I hate Tom Wilson. But I'm basically telling you, even if the guy never played Chippy again, at worst, he's probably a second-line talent because he can play the game. I mean, I had this discussion with someone the other night. Anyone who has ever been paid to play professional hockey at any level doesn't suck. As an Islander fan, the whole thing, everyone, Josh Bailey, you either love him or you hate him. And a friend of mine in one of our uh, private uh, Facebook uh, boards, uh, always, always, it's, it's split. Bailey sucks, Bailey sucks. And I go, the guy has played almost 900 NHL games. Nobody who has played 900 NHL games sucks. You may not like the guy, but he doesn't suck. But even if you want, let's just say you consider the American League AAA, the East Coast League A. Maybe the league's below that single A. I don't care. If you've earned money playing professional hockey, you don't suck. I'm sorry that I feel that way, but somebody out there thought enough of you to pay you money to play this game. You don't suck. I don't care if you've played one game in the East Coast League. That guy that played one game in the East Coast League who you on YouTube or you on Twitter think is garbage made money playing hockey. He doesn't suck. Sorry to burst your bubble. He doesn't suck. Okay? But what happens is now everyone is calling for the enforcers to be taken out of hockey. They're mean. They they fight. Oh, we don't need this. Think of the children. Well, this is what happens. So, Tom Wilson, he doesn't run around as much against Vegas. 
ever since everything happened when Reeves, you know, beat him up. He doesn't run around as much against the Islanders when Ross Johnston is playing. Now, again, is Tom Wilson afraid of Ryan Reeves? Is Tom Wilson afraid of Ross Johnston? No, I don't think Tom Wilson is afraid of anybody in the NHL. But if you know, you look at the schedule and you go, okay, Tuesday we got the Islanders. Thursday, we got Vegas. Friday, we got Pittsburgh. Saturday, we got Detroit. Now, obviously, this is in a a year where there's none of the four divisions. It's a regular year. All right, so I know if I fuck around against Vegas, I might have to fight Reeves. And if I fuck around against the Islanders, I might have to fight Johnston. But then we got Pittsburgh and Detroit coming up. They have nobody. All right. Now, is Wilson going to run around? Yeah, I think it's inherent in his nature. He's going to run around as much as he can. Is he going to run around in games where he knows he's not going to have to answer the bell? Of course. Of course. Because even though he fights, he plays like a rat. So, of course he is. Now, last night, I think, is is uh, a bit different because last night was going to be a shit show because of everything that happened with Frederick and Ovechkin. So, last night was going to just be a gong show from the start. The only question was how much of a gong show was it going to be? And it turned out to be an absolute gong show, especially for NHL 2021. I mean, this is uh, last night. What happened in the Caps Bruins game is a Tuesday in 1986. It's no big deal. Um, But this is what happens. So you can't have it both ways. You had a league where you had these guys who could play the game. Sorry again to disappoint you. These guys could play the game and they could fight and they could watch the star players' backs and they held other players accountable. But that wasn't good enough for you people. You people would cry and whine and write letters to these writers up in Toronto and say, you're right, please write these columns saying fighting is bad. We need to get rid of it. But then when a guy like Tom Wilson, who is one of the more physical players in the game now, and and a good player who's not going to be scratched and is going to play against your team. Because, listen, if you're telling me as a fan of, of any team that the Capitals are coming in, coming to play your team, that Tom Wilson isn't, at worst, the second guy you think of, you're lying to yourself. And you're lying to me. But you're really, you're lying to yourself. Oh, the Islanders are playing the Capitals. So who's the first guy you think of? Ovechkin, of course. Who's the second guy you think of? Tom Wilson. But if your team isn't equipped to handle Tom Wilson, well, then you got to wonder, oh, fuck, what is this guy going to do tonight? And you know who deserves it? You. If you're one of those people who wanted enforcers out of the game, you deserve it, and your team deserves it. And if your team is run by a guy who doesn't want to keep a guy on the roster that can mix it up with Wilson and maybe be a deterrent, he deserves it, and the team deserves it, and you deserve it as a fan. You do. You can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't have it both ways. Why do you think? Why And, and a lot of the whining, they're a really good fan base for whining. It's Pittsburgh fans. Um, a lot of stuff that I saw last night wasn't even from Bruin fans. It was a lot of Pittsburgh fans complaining about Tom Wilson. This is why I'm concerned, because Ross Johnston has been nailed to the press box seat for weeks at a time now. And now with Pittsburgh having Ron Hextall as GM and Brian Burke as the president, if I were those guys, 
that's the first call I would make. Because as I've said before, whether you like it or not, Ross Johnston can play hockey, and he's one of the toughest guys in the league. If I was Ron Hextall, now, are the Islanders going to trade Ross Johnston to Pittsburgh? I don't know. But if I was Ron Hextall, I'm making that call because I got to play Pittsburgh. I got to play Washington a bunch of times. And right now on my roster in Pittsburgh, I have Dick to defend anyone on my team against Tom Wilson. So, yeah, I'm making that call to see about Ross Johnston's availability. Why, that's why, as an Islander fan, I'm nervous. As soon as they hired Hextall and as soon as they hired Burke, that's the first thing that went through my mind. They have nobody. I wonder if they're going to try to get Ross. I don't know. But anyway, so I guess to, to put a bow, and this, and listen, I'm already up to about 33 minutes on this episode. Uh, and I'm just ranting really about two guys in the state of whiny hockey Twitter and everything like that. I don't honestly know if this episode has made any sense or if it's just one big ramble. Um, it's just something to get you through until Monday for Trevor Gillies part three. And um, again, I don't know if it's made any sense, but like I said, if you don't like fighting and you don't like the enforcers and you don't like frontier justice, good, live with it. I think Tom Wilson is a punk, but at least I know when they play, when the Capitals play the Islanders, he's going to be held accountable. It's that simple. He can run around, but he's going to have to run into somebody. If you're not an Islander fan, and you're not a Vegas fan uh, or a Calgary fan. It's so funny. I have to do the Rolodex in my head, uh, which teams have guys that have heavyweights, let's say, uh, that can hold them accountable. If you're not a fan of a team that employs a guy like that, well, then you get what you deserve, and this is what you wanted. So um, I don't know what else to tell you. So in closing, I will say still looking for the facts to support that Ovechkin is an animal as far as fighting goes, still looking for the facts to support Ovechkin killing Trent Frederick in a fight. I can't find them. I looked for the video, haven't found anything yet to support that theory that Ovechkin will maul this guy. And finally, you hate Tom Wilson. I hate Tom Wilson. But if you're one of those fans who hates fighting, and if you're one of those fans who hates the enforcers, and if you're one of those fans who hate players holding other players accountable, <laughs> 